Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The I Am Rappaport Stereo, Stereo Podcast, live. You're down with Rappaport? Yes, I am. 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 You better tune in, IamRappaport.com. Because every single podcast, you know he drops bombs. I seen him on set, a seasoned vet with true talent. Catch him on his way to CrossFit, rocking the new balance. He asked me to do the track because he know I rhyme elite. But I'm just waiting for the Robert De Niro line of the week. Breakfast of champions, toasted bagel, cream cheese, and locks. This is I Am Rappaport. The show never stops. We might catch him out in public, stretching his knees. But if you don't listen to the show, yo, wiggle, please. Wiggle, please. This is the I What's up? This is Michael Rappaport, and you are now listening to an all-new, big-body, 2018 finale I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Wow, what a year it's been on today's episode. I have a newfound respect for Bruce Springsteen. What? A newfound respect for Bruce Springsteen? LeBron James was named 2018 Athlete of the Year for what? And finally, it's taken a lot out of me. It's taken a lot out of the Dust Brothers, Miles Davis, and particularly Jordan Winter. But we have the sick 16. The 16 sickest fucks of 2018 are here. We have bracket busters. We have a few that came up short. We have them all, but through hell and high waters, we have the 16 sickest fucks of 2018, which will, of course, be dwindled down to the sweet six. 
the sick, sickest fucks of 2018, and then, of course, the coveted 2018 sick fuck of the year. All that and more on a brand new Big Body I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming up next. Miles Jordan, please, let me get something real nice. Let me get something real proper. Bowl season is here. It's time to get in on the action with my bookie. Do not be that guy with no rooting interest as your relatives, your friends sit around watching the game and making money. Not this year. It is really the most wonderful time of the year when it comes to sports and when it comes to sports betting. Make sure you're ready for the daily action by signing up today at my bookie they pay fast when you win the ownership there really cares about fantastic customer service and they have the best the craziest the easiest prop bets where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on and if you want to win money during the bowl season you got to go to my bookie i trust them i use them but you don't have to take my word for it check them out yourself join now join today and my bookie will offer you a 50 percent deposit bonus to make sure you have a real nice and real proper bankroll for bowl season. They've also got NBA and NFL bet lines and props. Use the promo code Rappaport, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. When you deposit to activate the offer, that's Rappaport at MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Go to MyBookie.ag now. Do not forget to use the promo code Rappaport. All right, all right, man, oh man, oh man, the time has come. The time has come, unless there is an emergency I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. This is the last I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast of 2018. Now, of course, if you are a premium subscriber, and you should be, because premium subscribers also get participation They're going to have exclusive participation rights and first-tier voting rights on picking out the sick fuck of the year. That's right. If you want to become a premium subscriber, you can do it by downloading the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast app, where we do premium primetime podcasting, emergency podcasts, emergency videos. I am dropping a video to break down these sick fucks and so much more. Um... But we are here, man. This is the last official, official podcast of 2018, and it's been a fucking great year, man. Um, I hope it's been a great year for everybody, Um, not just what you've accomplished at work, um, and I don't want to sound corny, but spiritually, how do you feel about the year, Uh, emotionally, um, in your soul, in your gut? I hope everybody has a lot to uh, feel good about 2018. We always want more. Everybody wants more. Everybody wants more. That's human nature to want more, to 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 want to to want to accomplish more things, to want to make more money, to want to to fuck more, to want to take more shit. Some of you were constipated. Some of you, like myself, ulcerative colitis, want to take less shits. That's right. But everybody wants more. Everybody wants improvement, and I hope everybody got at least some of that out of 2018. Some of the things they want. And I wish everybody nothing but a safe, please, please, yo, 
ride share on New Year's Eve, stay in the crib on New Year's Eve, do not get in the car with anybody that's even remotely close to being sort of fucked up on New Year's Eve because the road will be filled with a bunch of sick fucks, drunk sick fucks, irresponsible sick fucks. Be super duper safe on New Year's Eve. Please walk, take an Uber, ask your Uber, yo, Duke, my man, I ain't even, I ain't even here to talk to you about your breath. Have you been drinking, my man? Ask the motherfucker that. You don't know him. Just because he's an Uber driver, you do not know him. If you are out on New Year's Eve, do not hesitate to ask your Uber driver, yo, my man, what the fuck you been doing all night? What pills are you on? You've been snorting anything. What about that good bath salt? What the fuck you've been doing all night long, Duke? I just want everybody to be safe. I don't want to hear about any tragic stories, especially from I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast listeners, rap pack people out there. Wow. Christmas come and went. 2018, just, man, what a crazy fucking year for the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. I mean, we have been through so many things this year. Um, we're going to do a year in review, uh, but I, I was thinking that uh, uh, I, I saved a plane. I'm bragging, and I'm trying to brag humbly, but I actually, I actually saved a plane. And the fact that me being an international slash national hero for saving that plane isn't even in the top three things that I would mention about 2018, just shows you how much ass-kicking we have done. And when I say ass-kicking, it's not necessarily always good things. Of course, we had Ariana Grande, Pete Davidson. We've had hebs and flows and changes and comings and goings with this motherfucking podcast, but we keep going. And shout-out to everybody who's been rocking with us from day one. Shout-out to everybody who's been rocking with us for only 2018 and everything in between, um, from the bottom of my heart, I, I, I sincerely, sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. Um, as we get to the end of the year, we, we get to the films. I said I was going to try to do my best to participate in watching uh, movies this year. I have all these screeners. You know, if you're in the Screen Actors Guild or after, I don't even know. I honestly don't know who the fuck sends me these screeners. I'm in the DGA Screen Actors Guild, and I believe I'm in acting, uh, uh, the AFTRA. Uh, the, uh, I don't even know what the fuck AFTRA stands for. Something, something, federation of something. Um, but we get these screeners. If, if you've been doing it long enough, or you've accomplished something or nothing, everybody seems to get these screeners. I've gotten all the movies, and I, I, I've watched a bunch of them in the last few days. The ones that are shit, I'm not going to mention. Um, but... I watched a small movie starring Nicole Kidman called The Destroyer, or maybe it's just called Destroyer. Really good, um, independent sort of dark film uh, about this fucked up cop. It, it literally, I don't know if it was written for a guy, but it's the type of part that could have easily been played by somebody like Denzel Washington, uh Robert De Niro, a younger Robert De Niro, Sean Penn, like like a dark, fucked up, drunken cop, degenerate piece of shit. And Nicole Kidman plays this part. Um, and it's really well done. I'm not going to say it's a feel-good movie. It's not the best 
best best movie of the year, but it's definitely worth seeing. Um, Nicole Kidman kills it, and uh, if you've seen the trailer, the, the shit they could do with makeup is insane because they make her look fucking crazy. They, she looks like a skeleton in the movie, and in the er, in the earlier part of the movie, the flashback parts of the movie, she looks like a fresh, freckled faced, pretty twenty eight year old, and that's makeup too. Um, no disrespect, but you know, she, she looks, I mean, they just do crazy shit with makeup to actors and actresses, um, and, and, and the hair and the makeup and she, it's good. It's a dark movie. It's a good movie. And it gets my recommendation to see it. I also saw if Beale street could talk, which was directed by the director of moonlight, which I loved, which of course won the Academy award a couple of years ago, maybe it was two years ago, uh, when, uh, Warren Beatty infamously called out La La Land for the Academy Award, but it actually went to uh, Moonlight. If Beale Street Could Talk was a novel written by James Baldwin, one of the uh, few books that I've read in my life. I mean, I've read a little bit, but I'm not like Mr. Reader, so I don't want to sound like I'm, oh, what are the, oh I read that novel because uh, I read all the time. I, I, I read Instagram comments. That, that's what the fuck I read now. Twitter, Facebook. When I'm not suspended and Instagram comments, that that's the bulk of my reading now. And hopefully, I, I'll, you know, I'll find a link that'll take me to some interesting article every now and then. But uh, I'm certainly not an avid reader. I'm not like a uh, like a like a book junkie. And uh, James Baldwin, poet, writer, sort of very outspoken, uh, ahead of his time, who's become sort of found a newfound fame, a newfound coolness in the last two or three years because a documentary that was out about him. He wrote this book. Um, it's sort of a love story uh, that takes place in the late 60s, or early 70s about this black couple, young black couple and their struggles and the great, and I don't use that term lightly, um, but she is truly great. Regina King, friend of mine, um, one of my favorite actresses, even before I was friends with, I fucking love Regina King. She's dope. She's so fucking good, and, and she's so good because she's one of the few actresses that I know, and when, they, when I watch her act, I'm still into her acting, and I don't see her. She, she's that good, and I've been friends with her for a long time and a fan of her for a long time, and I still haven't really been able to wrap my head around her tricks, as I call them, her technique. I, I don't see it. I just see her in, the, in it, and uh, she's in it. It's good. It's not great, 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 but it's good. It's beautiful. It looks good. This guy's really got a good eye. Uh, the, all the acting is really good. A bunch of unknown actors. At least I didn't know them. Young actors. Nobody, no stars. The biggest star, I think, is Regina King. And I have to say, I recommend If Beale Street Could Talk. Uh, I would I have to say, I recommend watching it, but I would wait for it on iTunes. Sorry. Sorry. I have to be keep it fucking real. I didn't love it. I liked it. It's, it's, it's good, but I didn't love it. What else did I see? This other, this is a TV show. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon TV is dope as fuck. And if there are any Jewish people listening in particular, any New Yorkers, any people over 40, listen, if you love quality shit funny, this is kind of like Woody Allen, Larry David, 1950s New York, fantastically executed Jewish humor. I hope that isn't like pick, putting it in a box, but this shit is funny. It's so well done. And if you have Amazon TV, you should check out the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's 
excellent. It's funny as shit. Um, I also watched. Now let me let me preface this. I, I know if we went through the the archives of the Iron Rapport Stereo podcast, and it's hard to go through the archives on a podcast that you don't fact check because we 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 don't fact check and we don't uh, keep track of the non fact checking. But I know I've talked some shit about Bruce Springsteen. You're like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about, Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, I've talked shit about Bruce Springsteen. Like, oh, this is my song. I went down to the factory in my Corvette from 1969. And I went, that's my impression of Bruce Springsteen. And I went down and I saw him as a young girl. She had red hair and I loved her. That's, that's my impression of Bruce Springsteen. In Oklahoma, but I'm from New Jersey. I went to the factory. My pops was in the, in the bar. Um, so that's sort of my, that's been my take on Bruce Springsteen. He's been a part of, uh, you know, if you're, if you're my age, I, I say he's been a part of my life, my whole life, because my mom used to love Bruce Springsteen. And, and when albums, when records were a thing, she had a huge record collection, as did my father, but my moms were like out. So we would flip through them easier. I'm from a divorced home. So I went back and forth. But my mom had tons of records, and she had a, a few Bruce Springsteen records in her collection. And I remember one time when, this I was probably six, she was telling me, oh, she went to go see Bruce last night at Madison Square Garden. And, you know, and he's just been a part of my, he's a star. Bruce Springsteen's fucking huge. That being said, aside from Born in the USA, of course I know some of his songs when you hear them. But I've never been a fan. And one of the reasons why I've never been a fan, I was always like, Bruce, you're from Jersey. Why the fuck are you always singing about factories in Arkansas? Why are you singing about factories in Alabama and the working class, man? You're, you're from Jersey. And I was always like, eh. Well, last night um, on Netflix, my wife is a, is a Bruce Springsteen fan. Not like a fanatic, but she likes him. We were like uh, scrolling through Netflix to find something to watch. And we were like, uh, let's watch this. We saw the Bruce Springsteen on Broadway. I heard a lot of people talking about it. I heard Gorilla Tooth Gary. Fafa Fui is like, we'll suck Bruce Springsteen off anytime, any place. Gary Delabonte would suck Bruce Springsteen off if he had the opportunity. Always talks about so Bruce, saw Bruce Springsteen like 50 times. But that's the kind of fandom that Bruce Springsteen has. People fucking love him. Okay. So he do he's been doing this one-man show. It's called Bruce Springsteen on Broadway. It's been playing, everyone loves it. People are going nuts for it, yada, yada, yada. He like, uh, it's a one-man show. He tells his story, then he plays his songs. It's not a concert. It's not like a band. And people have been fawning over it. So we started watching it. And in the first five minutes, Bruce Springsteen regained, not regained, got my respect because he talks about how he's not a factory worker. He's never had a nine-to-five job. Um... He's never really had to struggle. You know, he came up in, in, in Jersey in, in, in the 50s when it was a shithole. Um, but, he, but he basically, he, he says this. He basically says, these are my tricks. These are my stories. Uh, these are my impressions. Um, and, and I was like, I appreciate that. Because he's basically sort of letting you into the insight, the persona of Bruce Springsteen, who grew up in a time of New Jersey when it wasn't the Jersey Shore like Jersey Shore the MTV show he talks about that like I put Jersey on the map anyway not knowing really anything about Bruce Springsteen and being really cynical about Bruce Springsteen he tells stories very uh detail very um simply about his life and how they inspired certain songs he doesn't even introduce the songs I didn't even know 
If he did 20 songs, I've never heard of 19 of them. But the thing that was most interesting and impressive about it, aside the fact that he could play the piano, play the harmonica, play the guitar, and do the shit all at the same time, and sing and all that shit, and he, you know, he's written all the songs, and he's Bruce fucking Springsteen. The way he tells the stories, and they're so personal about his mother, and he talks about his father, and he talks about uh, the relationship with his father, and he talks one story that, that was very emotional um, that I think any man can relate to is the relationship of your father being a friend, and then later on in life, a foe. You know, you get to a point where you, I know, I, I understand it completely, where you get to a point where you're not on the same page with your father, where you look at him as a man, and a flawed man, and as a flawed person. Um, anyway, I have to recommend Bruce Springsteen on Broadway on Netflix. Um, if you're a Bruce Springsteen fan, you're going to be fucking, you're going to be like, it's it's sexual for you. If you're a non-Bruce Springsteen fan like myself, I recommend checking it out. Um, even if you just watch a half an hour, 45 minutes of it, because it's like two hours and 35 minutes, because it's worth it. And you, you could see like, if you don't, if you're like, why the fuck does anyone care about Bruce Springsteen? If you watch a little bit of it, you'll go, you'll you'll get it. I get it. I get now why people love Bruce Springsteen and why he's so relatable to so many people and, and why he's so revered from watching that. So so I, it's not like I'm gonna be uh, you know listening to his music because the cadence of it it's just not for me. But um, I definitely fuck with Bruce Springsteen and and, and I, I will not talk shit about him anymore except for when I'm going to the factory and I was at the Jersey Shore. And I felt the cool breeze coming in. And I wanted a little bit more. Great thing happened in the NBA uh, the other night. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. And Derek Rose obviously has been having a, a, a good year. He's never going to be the same. The injuries have, have, have taken away. He'll never be able to be consistently as explosive as he was in his first few seasons. And, of course, his MVP season. Um, we all know the story. His struggles, his ups and downs. It seemed like at one point he was going to quit basketball. It, it, I think he was just so um, just so frustrated and discouraged by the, the, the injuries and the recoveries and the rehabbing and the surgeries and the injuries, recovery, surgeries, and it just seemed tough. Anyway, he was playing in Minnesota. He obviously had that 50-point game this season. was very emotional about that. He's an emotional guy. When he won the MVP, remember when he won the MVP out, he was so... That was the last season before they made it into a big fucking campaign. I remember, I believe he was at his locker when he found out he was getting the MVP and he was just started crying. He was so, so genuinely um, uh, emotional about it and it was impromptu. Now they do a big to-do about it and they... Whatever. He was playing in Chicago the other night, and I think he had 24 really good points. And he was at the free throw line um, in Chicago where he started his career. He's playing for the Minnesota Timberwolves. And while he was at the free throw line, the entire Chicago Bulls stadium started chanting MVP, MVP, MVP. And it just went on for a few minutes. He was just shooting a free throw. And, and you could tell, Derrick Rose, you never really see him smile. And, and he broke like a half smile. And it was just a, it was just like a, a, a this is why we watch them play moment. Um, and of course, for him, this is this is why we play. I was so happy that the Bulls fans gave him that that moment. Um, and and you know, and he might be the comeback player of the year if he's able to continue at this level throughout the whole season. Derrick Rose might be comeback player of the year, and I think everybody would be so happy 
uh, for him to get that. And, and I wonder, has ever an MVP ever gotten that award? Um, but certainly he, he'll have to be in the discussion because uh, he's so beloved, man. His career's been so – so. who knows how – I mean, if Derrick Rose was still Derrick Rose, I mean, shit. He's not – I think he's 30. Derrick Rose, I think he's fucking 30. If he was still the way he was and he never suffered those injuries, he'd be he'd be in, like he'd be that dude. He'd be one of those dudes. It'd be like Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Steph Curry, Derrick Rose. Like he'd be in that discussion all the time. D Wade, he would certainly be on his way to a Hall of Fame career. He had that kind of time. He won the fucking MVP. I think he was twenty. So it was a really cool moment. And if you didn't see, you could see it on YouTube, um, Instagram, of course, and all that other shit. But 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 it was nice to see, and it was it was it was a cool. Uh, one of the cooler moments of this NBA season. One of the uncool moments of this NBA season was in the last 24 hours, somehow, some fucking way, I don't get it. I don't understand how this was 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 given. But the 2018 athlete of the year was given to LeBron. James. Now, LeBron James, yeah, we don't have to suck him off. I'm so sick and tired of like, you got to like preface everything by sucking him off. Not doing that anymore. LeBron James had a great NBA playoffs. Then he got to the NBA finals and got their asses kicked, got swept, swept for nothing. They didn't pull a, a rabbit out of their ass. They got the shit beaten out of them in four easy games. Kevin Durant outplayed him. When J.R. Smith fucked up game one, he quit in overtime. He stopped playing. That's just a fact. Okay? The rest of 2018 has been the beginning of the NBA season for LeBron James. With him, unfortunately, getting hurt on Christmas Day versus the Warriors. That being said, I don't understand why LeBron James won Athlete of the Year, the AP, Associated Press Athlete of the Year. Why not give it to slick dick Nick Foles of the Philadelphia Eagles? This guy came out of nowhere as a backup quarterback, led his team through the end of the regular season, the playoffs, and then beat Tom Brady... In the fucking Super Bowl. Or what about Tom Brady, who led the New England Patriots at 40 last year, threw for 500 yards in the Super Bowl, lost. Why doesn't he? I mean, is this a participation trophy? Is this a popularity contest? Kevin Durant outplayed LeBron James in the finals. Oh, he's got Steph. Oh, he's got Draymond. I don't go fuck. He outplayed him. He was the MVP back to back. He put the motherfucking knife in the Cleveland Cavaliers' heart. Once again, game three, hit that three-pointer. Why not just give it to the Golden State Warriors? Why not to give it to the Philadelphia Eagles? How is LeBron, because, because he opened the school, no disrespect, no belittling what he does as a philanthropist. That's great. But it's athlete of the year, not philanthropist of the year. There's plenty of other guys in the NBA that are doing and donating a lot of things that we don't know about. 
That doesn't make headline news. That doesn't take away from anything LeBron James does off the court. But we're not talking about off the court. We're not talking about him being mic'd up and being Mr. Dad at his son's basketball games, which I got to tell you, I don't see any championships for his son's basketball teams. I'm just saying I coached a, a, a below average team to the 13 and under championship in the Valley. I coach champions. And if you think I didn't give that same exact pep talk, trying to help these kids feel good about themselves, I did it. Those kids that I coached to the championship, they stunk. We had one kid that could actually play. The rest of the team was questionable at best. I'm not saying they won championship because of me, but I'm not saying they didn't. I'm not saying it wasn't because of me. The point being is that why the fuck is LeBron James the athlete of 2018? I don't understand. I don't get it. He won nothing. He had a great Eastern Conference playoffs run in the Eastern Conference. Why are you the athlete of the year? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Why is LeBron James the athlete of the fucking year? Are you giving athlete of the year as a participation trophy? Is it athlete slash philanthropist of the year? It's not easy to say philanthropist. It just ain't. I am Rappaport Podcast. The time has come, people. We are about to break down the sick 16 of 2018, the 16 sickest fucks of 2018, and then we're going to break that down into six. Now, I I, want to say this. Easier said than done. This process has been arduous. It has been daunting. It has been frustrating. It has caused in-house fighting. It has caused fighting uh, within myself. Jordan Winter one half of the Dust Brothers production team of the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast is now MIA. I haven't heard from this motherfucker in 32 hours. He's been on the front line trying to organize and put together the sick fucks of the year list. And I think in turn, he might have become a sick fuck of the year. Don't laugh. It ain't funny. It ain't fucking funny. There is going to be sick fucks that we left off. There is going to be sick fucks that some people don't think should have made it this far. Okay? We've had to eliminate. We've had to eliminate some of the best sick fucks of the first half of the year. Guys that we were like, this is definitely a top 10 sick fuck of the year. When the end of June hit. Or now, they're not even in the top 20. It has been one of the the sickest, sick fucking years in I Am Rapport Stereo podcast history and the eclecticness and the versatility of all these sick fucks has been the thing that has stuck out. I mean, we, we it's, it's, it's been a hell of a year. I mean, you know, I mentioned saving, saving a plane. I mentioned, I mentioned Ariana Grande gate, that shit that's still going on. There's been 2018 just disruptive behavior across the board. The success of uh, Atypical. I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast hit number one on iTunes. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast hit number one on iTunes in 2018. That was championship shit. Wolfred the Warrior. The cat shaming video that got taken down for some reason. 
Uh, the Late Show, Rapapaport, Rapapaport, interviews, rants, voiceovers, bizarro phone calls, sporting events, shame games that have given us so much joy and hopefully you so much joy. 15 rounds of 2018. And we have finally duked it out and broken down the sickest 16. Now, I need to say this. We have had so many, so many uh, to deal with, okay? Next year, I'm promising you, we are, we, are, we are separating the entire Sick Fuck of the Week segment into categories and handing out multiple awards, like the Oscars, okay? Like, you know how the Oscars is best actor, best supporting actor, best animated film, best film. We're, we're breaking the shit down next year. We, it's too much. I want to thank everybody that has sent in suggestions, whether we use them or not, or not we, we see them. Paul Wall, baby. The guy with the, uh, the scent, the nose, the knack for picking out sick fucks of the week. All the fans, all of them. And, of course, the sick fuck of the week whisperer, Mr. Mike Schaefer, who's just diligent. His relentless commitment to tracking down, finding sick fucks, and sometimes beyond sick fucks. Thank all of you guys. But here we go, and we're breaking it down in a seating order like the motherfucking NCAA March Madness Tournament, okay? We have seeds. We have a bracket that we're posting. That's right. We have seeds and a bracket that we are posting. The one seed. A Kenwick, Washington homeless man was on meth. He found an injured beaver on the side of the road. And instead of trying to help it, he decided to fuck it. Of course, if you're on meth, that should be the first thing that we talk about when bringing you up. But unfortunately, you being on meth was was nothing compared to fucking the beaver, the injured beaver on the side of the road. Coming in at number two, seed two. Again, this is like brackets, like a tournament. The number two seed, Robert Crossland. Robert Crossland, a junior high school science teacher, fed a live puppy to a snapping turtle in front of his students. Of course, he was then fired, blah, 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 blah. That is the number two seed. Number three seed, a 19-year-old Montana woman broke into her ex-boyfriend's house and made him have sex with her at knife point. The knife she had was a machete. That's rape, bitch. You're a sick fuck. Number four, the four seed. This, of course, is the first bracket. It's four brackets of the 616. Four times four is 16. I know that much. Louisiana State House of Representatives voted yes. They voted yes in favor of citizens, not fucking animals. That means in Louisiana, you can fuck an animal and it's not against the law. Ponder that shit. In 2018, the House of Representatives in in, in a state in this country voted in favor of not making it illegal to fuck animals. That shit's crazy. You made the list, assholes. Number five, in Thailand, in Thailand, a man cut off 
the dick, the loaf of his best friend after he tried to seduce his wife. And then he fed it to his dog. Oh, wow. A man in Thailand cut off his best friend's loaf and then fed it to a dog. Number six, a very recent sick fucking 11-year-old who came out as transsexual, went on stage dressed in drag as Gwen Stefani at a bar called the $3 Bill. The adult patrons in the bar, the $3 Bill, were throwing actual $1 bills at an 11-year-old boy dressed in drag. All y'all are sick fucks. Coming in at the 7th C, downtown Orlando. This piece of shit, downtown Orlando, the man was arrested for practicing karate by kicking swans in the head by a lake. You piece of shit, you sick fuck you. You remember this guy? These memories bring back tremors. These are not good memories. You're like, whoa. I know everybody listening is like, oh, fuck, I, I, I tried to forget about this guy. No, no. The guy who was kicking swans by the lake in Orlando is top seven, sick fuck of the year. He's coming in at the seventh seed. The eighth seed, an American tourist in Thailand went through the airport throwing his own shit at other people. I'll say it again. An American tourist in Thailand went through the airport throwing his own shit at other people. There you have it. The first eight. Eight of the great. Eight seeds. One through eight seeds. Again, it has not been easy. It has been hard. I'm sure some of you guys, what about this one? What about that one? It hasn't been easy, people. It has not been easy. If you have any problems with any of these choices, any of these picks, feel free to DM me. If you want a quicker response, the best way to get at me is I am Rappaport Podcast. I am Rappaport Podcast at gmail.com. That's the email. We get all the emails. We read them ASAP. I get fucking so many DMs. I try to respond to everybody, but sometimes they get lost. Sometimes they're like, yo. And if you DM me and I don't respond five minutes, I'm not your fucking boyfriend. If you're a fan of mine and you're a fan of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast and I don't answer right away, don't follow up and be like, yo, where you at? Motherfucker. We're not dating. I'm going to get to it. Jimmy, give me a fucking break here. The best way to get a response quickly is to email us at IamRapportPodcast at gmail.com. If you have a complaint, if you have an argument, if you have somebody who did not make it into 2018 sick fuck of the year, sick 16, hit us up. Number nine. This was one of the first sick fucks of 2018. Last year on New Year's Day, a Jet Airways pilot got into a fight with another pilot. And while they were fighting, they left the compartment empty mid-flight. You're flying the plane, Duke. What the fuck is the matter with you? Number 10, the 10 seed, Dylan Merch. Dylan Merch. Remember, this asshole created chaos by calling in an active shooter threat at Disney World and recorded it for YouTube to get the response and the hits on YouTube. The motherfucker got arrested. Of course, he's off YouTube. And hopefully, he's getting touched up real nice. Real proper. The 11th seed, Joy McCarthy, walks her dog and then drinks her dog's piss to help her skin. 
She does this as a skin treatment. The woman rubs dog piss on her skin. She posted the whole thing online. She made me sick. I love my dog. I would never rub Wheezy's dog piss on my skin. Okay, unless it was like, like the last resort to cure a disease. You sick animal, you. 12 seed. The mother of four mixed up her placenta, her own placenta, into a smoothie and fed it to her kids with berries and coconut water. She fed her own placenta to her children like a milkshake. Like a fucking milkshake. Mm, no, you're the 12th seed of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast 2018. Sick fucks. The 13th seed on Easter Sunday, a 40-year-old mother... <laughs> tasered her 17-year-old son when he wouldn't get up and go to church. She didn't throw water on him. She didn't even smack him. She tasered her 17-year-old son on Easter Sunday. Happy Easter, motherfucker. Whew, man, this list is something. The 14th seed, a girlfriend got mad. Man, this, this, I got to be honest. There, there are so many uh, violations of dogs. I, 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 again, we could have literally done 16 people that have violated sexually or, or, or physically animals. The 14th seed is a girlfriend that got mad at her boyfriend because she thought he was cheating on him. It turns out he wasn't. And she cooked his chihuahua in an oven. I'm sorry, people. That's the 14th seed. A girlfriend got mad at her boyfriend and cooked his chihuahua in an oven. Number 15, in New Zealand. Auckland, New Zealand, a pamphlet on how to smoke meth was released in a high school because there is a meth problem. They said, fuck it. We want, at least if they're going to smoke meth, we want them to do it safely and enjoy it. 10 ways to safely enjoy grade aid meth was put out in a pamphlet in an Auckland, New Zealand high school. Finally, at 16, the sweet 16th seed of the 2018 Sick Fucks of the Year, Glenn Allen Castoff from West Virginia. Huffed paint. Got whacked out of his tree and beat his grandmother seriously with a spatula. He beat his grandmother, didn't kill her, injured her seriously. He beat his grandmother with a spatula after being whacked out and high on paint. Now, some people are going to say, what about the angry mob in Indonesia that killed 300 crocodiles after a man who fell in their pit was fatally struck? Remember those animals? A mob killed 300 crocodiles after a man fell in a crocodile pit and was killed. So it wasn't like, oh, we're just going to mourn the, mourn the loss. We're going to kill the crocodiles, which did what they're supposed to do. Some people are going to say, what about the Philadelphia Eagles fan who ate horse shit at the victory parade? Or what about Vincent and Sarah Nielsen who tried to sell their two kids for drugs? Or the flight passenger who made a plane have an emergency landing for stinking it up with his own farts? That pig. That dogger, Jonathan Crenshaw, who has no arms but somehow, some way, stabbed another person with his feet. Well, those are bubble busters, okay? Those are bubble busters. Those are guys that just couldn't get in the Sweet 16. There's plenty more 
Okay? There is plenty more that we had to leave off the list. You think it makes me and the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast think tank feel good about leaving certain sick fucks who have a certain, obvious, certain je ne sais quoi off the list? I don't. I don't feel good about it. Real quick, here is the rundown again. One seed, the beaver fucked us. Two seed, the science teacher who fed the puppy to the snapping turtle. Number three, machete ex-girlfriend. Number four seed, Louisiana House of Representatives who voted yes for animal fucking in the state of Louisiana. Number five, the loaf-cutting best friend. Number six, the people that threw dollar bills at the Gwen Stefani 11-year-old. Number number seven seed, the swan head kicker. The eighth seed, Thailand tourist who threw his own shit at people. Nine seed, the pilots who left the compartment during the flight to have a fight. Number 10 seed, the active shooter prank asshole. Number 11 seed, the dog piss clearing lady. Number 12, the placenta smoothie mom. Number 13, the son tasered by his mom on Easter Day. Number 14, the woman who cooked her ex-boyfriend's chihuahua. Number 15, Auckland, New Zealand pamphlet on how to smoke meth. And finally, number 16, Glenn Allen Castoff, who beat his grandmother seriously with a silver spatula. Help us narrow down the 16 sickest fucks into the sickest six. Hit us up. I am Rappaport Podcast at gmail.com. That's I am Rappaport Podcast at gmail.com. Primetime premium subscribers, premium I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast subscribers. You will be getting an intimate video message from me helping you have first dibs at picking who will make it to the sweet six. And of course, the 2018 sickest fuck of the year. If you are not a premium subscriber, why not? Do it now, ASAP. Download the I Am Rappaport app. What can I say, people? What can I say? It's been a great 2018. It's going to be a greater 2019 for all of us. Again, be safe this weekend. Be safe on New Year's. Okay? You know where to find us. You know where to find me on social media. Everything is at Michael Rappaport. Miles Jordan, take us out of here with something real nice, something real, real proper to shut down the 2018 last podcast of the year. I'm out.